All right, good morning. The sun is brilliantly up in the sky. It is absolutely gorgeous. I'm walking past uh, vegetable fields. Believe that might be um, lettuce or, I don't know, turnips or beets, something green over on my right. To my left are solar panels uh, at least a quarter mile long. So you know I'm not walking through my neighborhood this morning. It's uh, Thursday, April 13th, and I'm in Blythe, California. I uh, went to a baseball game last night in Phoenix. Beautiful ballpark, beautiful evening there, and drove a couple hours here on my way, to, on my way with my son to Los Angeles today. Excited, get a chance to see our my older son, my uh, who's a freshman at college. Get a chance to see him for a little bit. Then going to go to a baseball game and see uh, older sister and her husband um, at the game. They're double vaccinated. It's a it's a good day. Um, but obviously, there are much larger challenges going on in our world right now. Uh, Another African-American man shot and killed at the hands of the police, Dante Wright, in Minneapolis, right in the midst of the Derek Chauvin trial for killing George Floyd. And the struggle for voting goes on. So it's a double-edged sword or coin right now, everywhere in this world everywhere in the United States. I'm in California. I want to chat a little bit about California and its history around voting. Um, this is a state that had long, long, bad racist history of exclusion and discrimination and racism towards people of Asian American descent. Uh, I'm not sure where it quote unquote started, but Lowlights along the way include the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882, which said that people from China could never become American citizens. We have the National Origins Immigration Law of 1924, which pretty much excluded people from immigrating from Asian countries to the United States, driven by hostility on the West Coast. We have the Japanese internment camps of World War II, started in 1942, executive order by Franklin Roosevelt, started in 1942. Some of those right out here in the deserts of California. The... Uh, the state itself was pretty conservative, voted more Republican than Democratic, um, and also racially conservative for decades. Had, uh, as governors, a long line of Republicans. Uh, and also Democrats, but the Democrats tended to be often uh, 
a Brown, last name Brown, either Pat Brown or Jerry Brown. On the Republican side, the governors included uh, Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan uh, and Pete Wilson. And Wilson was the turning point. In 1992, in the state of California, a very racially hostile law there were two initiatives that were passed by the voters, Prop 187 and Prop 207. They were anti-immigrant, anti-Latinx, and they barred providing education or health uh, care to people who were undocumented. They were very in, uh, damaging and also uh, divisive, obviously. And those laws changed the state. They, they, they forced people to make a choice about whether they believed in and wanted and were going to support more inclusive America or not. Until 1992, uh, or I should say through 1992, Republicans had won the presidential electoral votes in California. Um, I believe every year for four or five decades, except for 1964, when they voted for Lyndon Johnson. It had been red, 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 red. They had launched two governors to the presidency, Nixon and Reagan, both Republicans. In 1988, they voted for George W. Bush over Michael Dukakis. In 1992, Bill Clinton won the state. And in 1992, since then, no, I'm sorry, I believe it was through 1992. I'm going to look it up right now. Let's just see. I know that 1992 is the turning point. Let's see. Uh, I, but I can't remember if Bush won it or if Clinton won it in 1992. This is a great thing about the internet. Okay, Clinton won it in 1992. Bush had won it in 88, yes. Then in 1992, Bill Clinton and Al Gore won it. And it's never, ever been close since. It's been blue, blue, blue. And it's consistently a state that Democratic presidential candidates now win by 30%, you know, like 60% to 30-ish percent with then a few percentages going to third-party candidates. It's a very strong Democratic state. It's got Democratic governors, Democratic senators, a supermajority for the Democrats in the state legislature. It is a highly blue state. It has some of the most progressive voting laws in the country uh, being built right now. They're moving to an all-male voting system. Um, and it's a place that understands and sees the America that we're becoming. It is also extremely diverse, racially diverse state 
people from Latin American countries, people from Asia, people from Africa, people from <clears throat> Europe. When you arrive here by plane, by car, wherever, however, you know, the first thing I always notice is just how diverse and all of the different languages. It's in America that we're becoming. But <clears throat> unlike Texas that I spoke about yesterday, that's also diversifying. It's a state that has moved on the progressive continuum, has moved that way. And it's moved that way because of the size of the racially diverse population, because of the progressive values that are part of California, the sense of creativity, belief that things are possible, that life is livable. You see that in places like Silicon Valley, in Hollywood, in the San Fernando Valley. The kind of levels of innovation and creativity that have come out of California over the years are remarkable. It's a place where people dream big and go for it. That's why people come here from all over the world. But it's a state that's always been a place where you've had to fight for your way to. I mentioned the anti-Asian American bills and laws. In 2008, when Barack Obama was elected, California elected him and Joe Biden by a Don't know if that recorded or not, but my son briefly called me there on my cell. He's just letting me know something. Um, in 2008, when Barack Obama won the state, the state also voted in an initiative for Proposition 8, which was an anti-gay initiative. It, it ban banned slash blocked prohibited um, same-sex marriages. This was in response to same-sex marriages that have been allowed in a few other states and they blocked in this state and it blocked it 60% to 40% that initiative. So even in the midst of Obama's victory and this huge presidential win and this increasingly blue state, popular votes there went against Prop 8. So history is not a linear process. There are advances and there are setbacks. Eventually, that was overturned in the courts. And of course, the Supreme Court in 2015 ruled that same-sex marriage was protected by the U.S. Constitution. I like to be here in California just to soak it in and to get a sense of where America could go, the positive places we could go, but to also recognize that it's a place where people have to come and fight for their opportunities and for their chances to make it in the American culture. Right now, there's a recall election that is going forward for the governor of this state as an example of these countervailing forces.
Gavin Newsom is the Democratic governor of the state, former uh, San Francisco mayor, one of the first to install same-sex marriage, actually, back in the early 2000 aughts. Newsom is the governor. He's made some definite missteps on COVID practices and his own personal actions. Um, and he's facing a recall election. It's the second one in my lifetime for a governor. In 1993, I believe, uh, there was a recall election against Democratic Governor Gray Davis that was successful. He was recalled and Arnold Schwarzenegger became a governor as a Republican. There's now a recall election that Newsom's facing. Uh, there's enough ballot, uh, petition, uh, enough signatures for petition to put on the ballot. And the recall vote goes like this. Do you want to recall Gray Davis? Yes or no? Yes or no? Do you want to recall Gray Davis? It's not Davis versus another candidate. Do you want to recall Davis? If so, then there's another vote. Then there'll be another vote for a new governor campaign. But it's first, do you want to recall Davis? It's a yes or no vote on recalling, I'm sorry, not Davis, uh, recalling Newsom. So even here in this huge blue state, you got folks who are grieved, grievances focused. They're resenting, they're arguing against the kind of political processes that define this country. And they're determined to, to up, upheaval them, to disrupt them. There is no place in America where this battle is not on fire. There isn't. There is a part of me that longs for a peace and a calm. But where is that racially? Where is that in terms of our votes? Where is that in terms of the treatment of women and sexual minorities in this country? Where is that? I don't know. There isn't that. It is a disruptive, hard time. And if you're targeted by any of these laws and bills, it is more than disruptive. It is hostile, discriminatory, dangerous. We have to find positives, like some time to laugh, to have fun, because if we don't, our souls will be crushed. And we have to be determined to do the work. Advocacy work, voter get out the vote work. Community work, building relationships with one another, supporting partner organizations. It strikes me that, that this pain, this challenge, this disruption has perhaps always been the American story. Perhaps it's always been there. One step forward, one step inclusive, two steps backwards, two steps discriminatory, and then another step forward. It is a, it is a battle. It is a struggle. It's just that when we read about it or watch about it in history, we weren't there. And so it's hard for us to grasp it, how difficult it was. I know personally, I love reading about history, especially inspiring history that overcame. And you get a sense of the challenges, but no possibility, 
none of fully grasping what the Harvey Milks of San Francisco, the Cesar Chavez's of the Central Valley of California, what they personally faced and all of those who went with them. I don't like to compare how difficult things were then, now. All I know is that this is our moment. This is our time to stand strong, to do right, to fight for justice. Voting justice for us is our battle. CP. Road trip day four has begun. We we'll see some family take in California, pick up the Los Angeles Times, read that, be mindful of where we're at as a country and the work we have to do. Let's go.